Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Friday morning. Hopefully where you are, you're staying dry. Supposed to be raining all throughout this weekend. That's why we're going to preview baseball in the second half of the show because, honestly, it might be futile to even preview this series. I don't know how much baseball they're going to be able to play here in Starkville. You know, you say that. Oh, yeah, It, it right. really seems like every time we think that, they end up getting at least a couple in somehow. We'll see. I, they, they, they'll, they'll probably find a way. I think Saturday is the, the least chance of rain. So they probably will have trying to have double headers on that day. But that's, I'm trying to remember when is the last time a weekend was just a just total, total wash. wash? Uh, I don't know if there's. I, I don't remember. I don't either. Yeah. So I say that to say. Yeah. Odds are they're getting a don't, game don't, or don't two. Say odds are that is copyrighted material, Paul Jones. Oh, okay. Don't, we don't. We don't. We don't step on anybody's toes like that. We don't have bones or biscuits or or anything of that nature here on this show. So we we have our own things. We don't want them to that that's gimmick infringement and you know it. So I did steal crystal ball a little bit from twenty four seven back then. That's all in season. trouble. That's all I'm saying. No, I didn't steal it for this show. I stole it for the website. You get yourself in trouble then. Yeah. I'm just saying. No one no one put in any kind of Do you have uh, a bracelet with your kids' names on it? Yeah. I've always had a bracelet with my well, kids' name for that. like the last five years. I've never Welcome noticed to five it. years ago, Brian. Never noticed it. No, I want to. Well you've always it's you say you've had it for five years. Chloe is not a year old yet. Well, I have updated it, but ever since Cal was born, I have Katie on one side, uh-huh. and the kids That's on the, the whole other. family. So if you have another child, you're gonna have to get us. You have to change something up. Well, this is this room. is the third edition because yeah. the whenever we had Cal, you know, there, there's no more room though. Your form isn't that big. Yeah, whenever you know, you we had whenever we had Cal, it was red. Yeah. Um. Ooh. No, wait. Cal was blue. Oh, Cal no. had a blue bracelet. Blue and red, huh? And then when uh whenever it was Cade, mm. it was uh. Red. Red, yeah. And now it's white. Yeah, now it's white. Yeah. So it's blue and red. Well, red, white, and blue. It's Braves colors. That's one way to look at it. It's Choctaw County Chargers colors. Yeah, another way. It's Definitely. American colors. These are all ways you could look at that. But you're obsessed. Obsessed? With Ole Miss. I am not obsessed with Ole Miss. So uh, there, there's where there's where we are there. But. I want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. It's going to be a wet, rainy weekend, cold, chilly. That means you need to head over to Strange Brew to warm yourself up with one of their incredible crafted drinks. That's like 72. Is it not going to be cold? Huh. So it's going to be hot and rainy or warm and rainy, yeah. muggy? Yeah. Potential for like marginal risk of severe weather, I think. <laughs> None of that's good. But you can still have coffee or, or ice cream. I, no, I'm gonna try, I'm, I was going to transition. Well, Strange Brew is good, but I didn't know all this. I really haven't paid. I just knew it was supposed to rain. So <laughs> I just figured it would cool off. I mean, it, we are still in February. You know, that's, you know it's coming, by the way, right? 
Okay, wait. Friday today the high is sixty three, but the next two days high is seventy six. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see so, what happens. I'm just saying. You know, we have that last cold snap. There's one more. Oh, coming. it's coming. Yeah, we got one more week where we're gonna be in the twenties or something. Well, when that week comes, when this week comes, whatever it is, head over to Strange Brew Coffee House and uh, get yourself a hot beverage. Our good friends over at College Corner hope that you've made the trip there to pick up some new M over S gear for this baseball season. It's going to be a great baseball season here in Starkville. You want to represent the Diamond Dogs. Do it in style. Chick, pick something from the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in all of central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They are in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. When you have a choice to make, when you got to have a big business that can cover all of your techno- technological needs or a small business that gives you the personal service you deserve, that's a tough choice. Or you can just go with Advantage Business Systems and there's no choice at all because they can cover both bills. They've got everything under one roof in terms of your information technology needs. Whatever you need to upgrade things around your office, they can take care of that. And at the same time, when something goes wrong, as, as things in offices tend to do, they're just a phone call away with quick and personal service that you expect from a local business, a business that's been doing business in this state for nearly 50 years. Call them today and put them to work for you at 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. You find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Two things. Two things. One. I'm a little bit disappointed in that when you looked at my bracelet, you didn't recognize the font. It's like the Batman Forever font. It is. Uh, that is literally what the name of the font was. The Batman Forever font? Yes. So anyway, yeah. uh, disappointed that a Batman lover such as you well, didn't I mean, immediately pick up on that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 100% right. I'm <laughs> and number two, mm-hmm. the official Joel T. Coleman Thunder and Lightning prediction mm-hmm. is that we're going to play a baseball game today and we're going to play two on Saturday. So no game on Sunday. That's my prediction. Although we'll get to that in the second half of the show, I guess. We will. Let's, let's start with men's basketball. Two straight wins for them. Uh, defensively, it's, it's sort of a yeah, but still kind of situation, right? They've played really well defensively in those two wins. But it's against Ole Miss and South Carolina. Now, that said, Ole Miss had been playing pretty well coming into that game. And they held Devontae Shuler, who's one of the better shooters in the conference, to what one of 15 shooting in that game. He was, uh, for lack of a better word, putrid in that game. So... You know, you're starting to see some things now. Molinar coming off the bench. Did, did Howland give a reason for that? Yes, he did. I, I missed the. I didn't. Uh, he was being conference. punished. Oh, he, so. he was late for a team function. Okay. And so Ben Howland said that Iverson Molinar is never late for anything, but he was late for something for mm-hmm. j- by just a few minutes, and so that was his way of saying you can't be late. And he was like, "Hey, we're gonna we run a tight ship here, so no matter who you are, we're gonna." I got- so no he didn't start him. He said he'd be back and starting lineup against Alabama on Saturday. Assuming he's not late again. Assuming he's not late again. All right, that's good to know. And I, you know, I mean, that's the way to run things, in my opinion. I, you know, obviously when I saw it, my first thought was, "Oh gosh, he's hurt." Because why else would he be out of the lineup? But di- disciplinary issues are what they are. Um, but the emergence of Derek Fountain, um, Davon Smith has become a little bit more reliable, especially as a scorer. Mm-hmm. You're getting some offensive contribution out of him. JV and Davis had a couple of buckets, uh, and and Neil Price. By the way, I, you know I very rarely get to listen to the ba- basketball games. Right? I'm always there. Got to listen to the game on uh, on Wednesday, and what a joy Neil Price is. He's really good. Uh, the perfect combination of professionalism and humor. Yeah. So 
just if you're, I don't know if Neil's listening or not, but if he is, just my kudos to you. And I have a high standard. I grew up on Jack Crystal. Yeah. But that guy is worthy of the title, uh, Voice of the Bulldogs. Yeah, you know, Mississippi State. Very I blessed. I don't mean to get off on a goose trail here for a minute, but between Neil and and now with uh with baseball, you got Jim and Polk, who I got to listen to because I didn't get to go to the game on Wednesday because right. you know I get I have my church responsibility, so I listened to a lot of it, and I the dynamic with with Polk who is you know a little bit of the unabashed Homer just a little bit but he's yeah. funny and knowledgeable and things and you got Jim who's just tries to be super professional and he's really good at what he does it's just a fantastic combo I think yeah state has some really good radio right now yeah I mean and, it's, and then you know when you go to SEC network and you've got Bart Gregory and Charlie Winfield handling yeah. baseball those, those guys are fantastic so yeah we are yeah, all and of course they're great. on SEC network plus usually if, yeah for baseball yeah. yeah so yeah we're very blessed with who we have uh Calling the action for the Bulldogs, no question. And you got fellow Choctaw County and Jason Crowder with the MSU women doing a great job. It has been, you know, throughout this uh, incredible run. Uh, he's been the voice of that. So, uh, men's basketball. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to tell you that I think things are getting better, or, or, or you know, that I see a bright future or anything like that. But they're playing better right now, and Alabama is not playing better right now. Uh, get sort of, sort of on a downturn a little bit, and, and they're at the point where they could, they could, uh, you know, you, where you think that you'd want to be peaking, you know, going into March, and you know you're going to be one of the top seeds in the tournament, and and uh, and all that. You you would think that they would be trying to play their best basketball. Well, not that they're not trying, but they are. And you know, they they got beat pretty handily. Uh, against Arkansas on Wednesday night, 81-66. I caught a little bit of that game, and Alabama was just not in the game. They just weren't in the game at any point. Um, Arkansas really did a good job uh, against them. And, again, I'm not saying that, you know, it's time for an upset or, you know, the state's on, you know, Alabama should be on upset alert. But I am saying that, you know, you go back to the game in Tuscaloosa, when Alabama was really, really hot and, and had scored, I think, 100, 100 points or more in like three out of four games at that point. They, they were coming off the game. I think they had beaten Arkansas by a large margin or beaten LSU, one of the two. I, I'm not saying State's going to win. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. I'm not going to predict that. But I won't be surprised if this game is very competitive on Saturday. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'd almost at this point, with State kind of – feeling good about itself and and alabama has like you said i mean they they haven't exactly been lighting it up their last few times out i'd almost expect it to be at the very least a close game and look if state wins this game somehow some way Hmm. and you look at the totality of the picture of where mississippi state season would be at that point Mm -hmm. you'd be back to 500 in the league you'd be i guess 14 and 11 overall correct You'd have wins over Missouri, who's probably a tournament team. Mm-hmm. You'd have a win over an Alabama team at that point that's definitely a tournament team. Right. You'd have a win over Ole Miss that's still bubbly, could be a tournament team. Yeah, Florida. You'd have a win over Florida, who's a tournament team. Yeah. You look at the picture of what Mississippi State season would be at that point and compare it to what we thought it would be coming into the year, it's as good or better than what we would have expected again. Like, they would have built themselves back to that point. 
despite the fact they look like trash for about three weeks, if they can somehow pull this off and win on Saturday and do all the things I just said, I don't know how you cannot then look at the totality of what this season has been and think, you know what, they've been okay. <laughs> despite despite the warts that they've had, uh, they have found the, the right makeup, I guess, so to speak, to to cover up those warts and, and kind of look okay. You know, I'm not saying that all of a sudden Mississippi State is, you know, on a path to be in the tournament themselves. I, I don't I don't know what it would take. I don't even know if that's possible outside of winning the SEC tournament. That may be their only route to be a tournament team. But given everyone's Def- expectations is, yeah. coming into this year, or maybe I'm just putting my own expectations on the line, so I'll just do that. What I thought this team would be coming into the year, if this team beats Alabama on Saturday, they are at the very least on pace, and they might be outpacing it a little bit. Right. Despite it all. And that, and that's kind of crazy to say, given how the struggles that they had. Right. Um, three games less for this team. Now, that said, Texas A&M is an absolute COVID train wreck. They simply cannot stop having positive cases. I don't remember the last time Texas A&M actually played a basketball game. I think they've missed six in a row, haven't they? Yeah, they, I mean, they just can't get it right. More Which Ross, is usually about three weeks Ross worth. Bjork has gone from NCAA violations to COVID violations. <laughs> the man can't stop having violations. I'm sure he's going to get on his little Texas A&M tricycle and head over here to tell me off. But I, it's just ridiculous that they, they, they can't seem to get their programs. They're, they're at the point, honestly... Let's see here. The last time Texas A&M played a basketball game was January 30th. If you can't get on the court, give me a heck yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <I'm> just... <laughs> it, I, he's, he's wearing the world-class wrestling championship yeah. belt since he's in Texas now. Kevin Von Erich hooked him up. But, yeah, Texas A&M hasn't played since January 30th. They played in the Big 12 Challenge. They beat Kansas State. They literally have not played a basketball game since then. January 12th? January 30th. 30th. So we're talking, you know, they've missed basically, they should have missed, what, seven games in there? That's almost, I mean, that's four weeks. Yeah. So even if they do play, now I say that State should have beaten them in uh, in Starkville. But gosh almighty, they what kind of, because that's their next game. They're not, they're not, the game this weekend has been canceled as well. So that's the next game they have scheduled to play on March 3rd. Which is why State's game got moved up, by the way. If you didn't see, yeah. they're now playing at Just 5 o'clock. In a second, yeah. State plays Auburn now. Oh, yeah, 5 o'clock game on, on a Saturday. Yeah, because it was 7 30 because yep. this game got canceled. And then they, they Auburn game that was uh, canceled uh, due to the weather has been moved to March 6th uh, at Auburn. Um, so, State has a chance to finish, you know, relatively strong. Auburn's not very good either. We'll see what happens there. Somebody tweeted at me and they made a really good point. And I, I, I'm sorry, I forgot who it was. But what's killing State right now? is the, 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 the losses to the teams they should have beaten. Texas A&M and Vanderbilt, sort of specifically. All right, those are terrible teams. You lost one close and you lost one big. But you should have won them both. If you had won both of those games right now and you're 15-9, and nine, again, literally nobody can have a complaint. You're 15-9 and nine and you would be what in the conference? Uh, you're 7-8, so you would be... Uh, Wait a minute. Even nine and you'd be nine and six in the conference. I mean, even, yeah, I mean that's best case scenario. Obviously, even if you just win one of them. Yeah, if you just held on against Texas A and M, you know, a game you had a double digit lead in. Yeah. I understand. You know, you you didn't show up for Vanderbilt, right? They blew you off the court. You had a huge lead on A and M. You were up, I think, fourteen, fifteen points at one point. Yeah, and I mean, and, uh, and blew it. it, it 
Don't forget Kentucky, who you led by nine. Was you like, led by nine in that game. And you led. Uh, you had another. There was another lead. You had a lead on Tennessee, and had a chance to win that game. So, oh yeah, you were up eighteen to five on Arkansas, and then couldn't. You know, just completely fell apart. So you know, this season has had some low lows, and it hasn't really had a high high. I think the best win is against Ole Miss. Maybe Florida. Missouri. Missouri. Missouri was such a weird game, though. And I, I honestly. I don't know how good Missouri really is. Well, you had Dave Neal and Damian Fish back the other night talking about how they they may be like a Final Four team or something like that. Yeah, and they lose to Ole Miss. (laughs) They've lost twice to Ole Miss this year. They've lost to Mississippi State. How good is that team? So I don't know. But I do know that at this moment in time, it looks like Mississippi State basketball is playing better. They figured some things out. And they have a chance to play this game against Alabama. And maybe it won't shock shock the, the total world if they... They were find a way to win the game. That said, Joel, if you want to make a prediction, I will right now. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Alabama. Now that you know, Alabama knows they have to win this game to win the conference. So you know, I, I can't imagine. You, know, you you don't want to keep stringing that out. You've only got a couple games left. You don't want to get to the last game and need to win. Um, so you got to think they're going to come in. You know, re, re, reset and refocused. So I think Alabama will win the game, but I think State can defensively slow them down a bit and maybe keep them in the high 70s, low 80s. So we'll say 77, 68, Alabama. I kinda, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think Alabama wins the game, but I think State kind of keeps it, keeps it close and hangs around. Yeah. And, and, and you get into the, the latter stages of the game and you feel like State might have a shot. Um, but no, I, Alabama has been such this year, and until recently they've been really consistent. Um, last week or so, not so much, but... I mean, I guess eventually everybody's going to have a week where you just don't play well. It's hard to predict Alabama to lose, right? Uh, especially when State has been as up and down as they are. And I mean, even State, if State's at its best, they could still lose this game because Alabama's just a little bit better. Um, and so, yeah, I've got to go with Bama winning the game. But, I'm, I mean, I'll keep it within six. I mean, 74-68. I mean, something like that sounds about right to me. Okay, so a much closer. You got a little bit closer than I do. Okay, well, we'll see what happens there. Staying on the hardwood, real quick. Just looking at the at the women. They've won two in a row as well. Seem to have solidified their position in the NCAA tournament. I think the latest uh, bracketology had them as a seven C, which is down obviously from what you've gotten used to at Mississippi State. But you know, and they have to. They got a couple games left as well. They need to. They need to find a way to win. But it does seem like they're they're starting to. You know. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say they're, they're even playing better. They're certainly not playing up to their potential. But you're, you're getting a little sense of that maybe they're coming together a little bit. I think it's not so much about the way they play as the way they play together, if that makes sense. To you? Yeah. I mean, and that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, when you have a team that... I mean, there, there's some faces and some names that you knew coming into this year, but there were... A lot of them were faces and names that didn't have a ton of SEC experience. I sound like Nicky McRae over here making excuses for him a little bit. Um, not saying McRae's making excuses for him. I mean, it, it, it's the truth. But I, I kind of sound like a coach over here trying to make excuses, saying that a little bit of inexperience, but they are. I mean, it's the reality of the situation. And, I mean, that's not to excuse the fact that there have been nights where it didn't look like they were in it. It looked like they weren't mentally in it. The give-a-crap meter. I don't know if we ever came up with a name for it, but theirs was off the, the, the charts in the 
yeah, wrong was, direction. It was definitely going the wrong direction. Um, and maybe you're seeing them come out of that a little bit. I mean, the first step to them turning it around is is that it is just consistent effort and and consistent strain. You got to have that strain. You got to have that extra gear. Uh, y- you got to. Uh, I don't think they've had that. <laughs> and I don't. I don't know if you want to hang that on Nicky McCray Benson's head or if you want to hang that on the, the heads of the players because at some point, you know, the coach can only do so much and and it's just the player's turn. I don't know who holds the most blame or who holds the most responsibility for why this season kind of went off the rails with five straight losses, but bottom line, the last couple, they, they seem to have figured something out. And, and maybe part of that is, I mean, the competition level hadn't been as... Yeah, Auburn and LSU, not, not not exactly the cream of the crop in the conference. Yeah, so that maybe that's so part the same of thing it. with the men. But at the same time, you can look at it and say, well, they were losing to those kind of teams. The men, especially. Yeah, yeah the men lost to Vandy. So yeah, and you know, they had lost to Ole Miss previously. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah. When you're losing, all that matters is getting wins. You know, so, and that's what these both of these teams have been losing. Now they're getting wins. We'll see if they can continue that. The women are the women are so interesting in that they could click. I, I know. I was thinking about that the other day. If they get in the tournament and just click, yeah. is it going to surprise you if they win a couple and all of a sudden they're a Sweet Sixteen? No, team? not at all. Not, not one chance. Yeah, you, know, you get a couple games where Kia Jackson is dominant and and Leah Mathari is hitting threes and Jessica Carter's working down low and, and you wake up and you're in the Sweet Sixteen and all of a sudden all of this this miserable season. You turn into, okay, well, they weren't that bad after all. Because with basketball, correct me if you think I'm wrong, right? Like, if you have a real, like, like the 2014 football season, right? Does anybody really care they lost the Orange Bowl? No. No. All right. All you think about is the run to number one. The regular season matters so much. But with the, with basketball, all that matters is what does that banner say at the end of the year? If that banner says Sweet 16, it doesn't really matter what you did in the regular season. Is that, is that a fair thought? Yeah, that's completely fair. Yeah, I agree. So, of course, I should agree. I, I came up with it. <laughs> All right, let's move on over to baseball. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. All those stores up here in North Mississippi, they are now up and running at Welcome Home for Welcome Home Beef. So if you haven't already, you need to make sure you are uh, swinging by some of your local markets, depending on where you live here in the, uh, the, the north half of the state of Mississippi. And, man, you could be buying Welcome Home Beef products at your local grocery stores. They're in the Piggly Wiggly in Collinsville, Batesville, and Olive Branch. And Nicab, they're at Pilgrim's Pride. They're at the Price Cutter in Pontotoc. Corinth, they're at Gardner Supermarket. They're at the Reed's Market in New Albany and Bahelia. And Val's here in Starkville and in Louisville. And that's Welcome Home Beef products available on the grocery shelf. So don't have to make that extra stop uh, here in Starkville to get some of those great products uh, on the grill. Maybe not this weekend. Maybe maybe this is a pot roast kind of weekend for you. But they got you taken care of as far as that goes, too. But remember, Welcome Home Beef is your one-stop shop. They've got a lot of great products there. It's not just the, the steaks and the burgers that we talk about here. Whatever you're looking for, if it comes from the cow, those guys can make it happen for you. Any kind of cut, they can get them for you. They're happy to, to do personal service and, and, and you know, uh, special orders. So give them a call today at 662 662- 268-8148 or visit them online welcomehomebeef.com and I promise you one thing with Welcome Home Beef it just tastes good who's starting on Sunday? Ah. if it's not Will Bedner 
Mm-hmm. I I think I'd run Fristo back out there if it's not Bedner. How long do you do you think this is going to linger for Bedner? Because this is sort of this is sort of odd at this point to me. Well, I didn't. It certainly didn't seem like something that was going to be a long term issue. Right. And I mean, we were really at the point where on Sunday there was a chance he could come right back and pitch Monday. It felt like it. And after Monday, he was like, well, we're going to try and get him some work in the middle of the week, meaning it was possible anyway that he could get some work in the middle of the week. I I can't imagine. It's still to me, and all I know is what Chris Lamonis has said to us at this point, it doesn't feel like something that is a major, major concern. I don't know if you feel the same way or not. It is a little bit weird that we thought he was going to pitch Sunday and then we thought he might pitch Monday and now here we are. He may miss two weeks in a row. But I I get no vibe from anyone that there's long-term concern here. I mean, we were literally told he woke up and just like had a knot or something in his neck or or his neck was sore or something. Like it didn't sound like... Right. It didn't sound like it was an injury that was going to keep somebody out uh, for a, a, a large amount of time. And I got the vibe when they were at Globe Life Park in the second game of the season that there was still a chance, like even up pretty close to the game, that he could start. Because Lamonis told us after the game that Houston Harding didn't learn he was going to start that game until about 45 minutes before it. So, I mean, I didn't clarify this with Chris, but I wonder if, like, was Will trying to still start and then about an hour before the game was just like, yeah, this – I just, I just don't not, feel yeah. comfortable. And if that's the case, again, it's odd that it's lingered this long. But so. then again, maybe it's a case where you you don't want to aggravate it, so you'd rather be safe than sorry, so yeah. just throw some pins on the side, and, and we'll get you back in there next week. I, I don't know. And then again, he Will Better may be your Sunday starting pitcher. Right. right? I mean, there's that. But I'm just, it was listed as TBD uh, from the uh, from Mississippi State. Uh, McLeod on Friday, Sarantola on Saturday, so he is back and ready to go. And, then, and I think what you're ultimately going to have is, uh, like I said at the beginning of this show, I, I, the the forecast for Sunday does not look good. And so the forecast for Saturday looks tremendously better yeah. than Sunday. I mean, I think you could easily play two on Saturday. Yeah. You might have to dodge a raindrop or two, mm-hmm. but I think you could get two in. I, I, that's why yeah. I said my prediction, and, and you may know by the time you listen to this, but... My prediction is they'll play one Friday. Again, you may have to dodge raindrops on Friday, too. Play one Friday, two Saturday. We'll see what they do. But I tend to think that we're going to get an announcement pretty quickly because the, this isn't a situation where um, they're they're waiting to see what happens. It's supposed to be raining yeah. when we wake up in the morning on Friday. I'll tell you this. Here's another way to look at this. If that's how it happens, if State plays one game on Friday and then two on Saturday... Landon Sims is only going to help you in one game this yeah, weekend. Yeah. So I'd, maybe I'd, I'd start him. That's an interesting thought. But if you're going to use him in the pen all year, maybe you just leave him in the pen. Because and, and, and Jackson for, Fristo is a guy that will be an eventual weekend starter. Do you starter look at him. it from a, an opener standpoint where maybe you uh, you let Fristo get you like two or three innings? And, and then, then let Sims, Sims take you the rest take you or as, as far, far as, as you can. can. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe that's what you do. That's a Get, that's Lamont, a, get Lamontis on the horn. We're, if we're, that was a strange brew read, that's a million-dollar idea. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's 
We'll see what happens. Obviously, McLeod getting the start on Friday. Let Good him pull the old Chad Gerardo, Ross Mitchell role and just the old Trevor Fitz. Yeah, yeah. Let Fitz get a couple, get, get the one turn through the order, and then go on to the, go to the studs in the bullpen. Uh, it was good to see Cameron James sort of get off the schneid. Had a big game against Jackson State with a home run. It's Tanner so weird Allen. to see that lineup, the one they run out there, and, and the only true right-handed hitter in the lineup is Cameron James. Yeah. I mean, you have eight, well, which Rowdy's, you know, switch hitter. But right. You had eight guys hitting left-handed, and then yeah. you, which is why, by the way, he My was guess hitting. is Jackson State didn't have a ton of, of right-handed or <laughs> left-handed pitching. But that, that's why he was hitting cleanup, by the way. Yeah. Um, because Logan Tanner got a day off. He'd called all three games over right. in Texas. He needed a day. Hancock hadn't caught a game yet. So yeah. Hancock caught. Logan Tanner was out of the lineup. So that takes one right-handed bat out. So to break up all the lefties, Lamona said he just he slid and Cameron even with down. the struggles he had had in Arlington, you know, he had a good game, and we'll see if he can carry that over. Expect Logan Tanner back behind the, uh, the plate. Oh, yeah. And with Luke Hancock, who continues to hit well, uh, you know uh, he'll be he'll be in that DH spot. Yeah, and McGowan, I think, has about locked down the somewhat regular yeah. left field. Had, job. had an RBI on uh, on Wednesday against Jackson. Yeah, State. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you'll probably still see Cumbus some against some lefties, and it really feels like. And I asked Chris Lamonis about Brandon Pimentel in post game because I mean we're now we're what, not seeing him. We're four games into this, and you're the yeah, guy that like, was your starting left fielder a year ago is AWOL. And uh, anyway, Lamonis really did. He credited it to the fact that Drew McGowan has played really well out there and um, said that he kind of wanted to get Brandon in the game maybe on, on Wednesday. It didn't happen and said that you'll see him because they need him at some point. But it really, I mean, he's just been passed. That's what has happened here. Uh, it's yeah. Bottom line. That's not to say he couldn't eventually win it back, but he's been lapped by the field at this point. Yeah. So they just sort of—that's one of those is what it is kind of kind of situation. But that's I mean, always it's always a good thing. Yeah, you know, if a guy's getting lapped, it means that somebody he's, else somebody stepped else is up, playing better. Absolutely. So we'll see where that uh, that takes Mississippi State. Uh, Tulane's two and two on the season. They uh, took they lost two out of three in their opening se- uh, series. Series close yeah. games, though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, very close games with Louisiana. Fun. Here's here's you know Louisiana. They get they get mad if you just call them if you don't call them Louisiana. Not only does Tulane on their schedule say Louisiana Lafayette, they say Louisiana at Lafayette. <laughs> and they're not telling you that because the games were in Lafayette. They were in New Orleans, so I don't know. But, yeah, they won 3-2 on uh, Friday the 19th and then dropped a 9-8 and a 9-7 decision. Came back with a 7-1 win over UNO. UNO used to be a baseball power back in the day. Not, not so much anymore. Uh, I, think, I think that's one of those. That's, that's a long-term after-effect of Katrina. As I as I recall, um, so but this is a Tulane baseball program that year in year out is pretty pretty consistently good, so we'll see what they bring to uh, to Starkville. I think State will t- will take this series. Uh, you know, if, if if they only play two games, they might split, but if they can get all three games in. I, I definitely like the dogs to get two out of three and stay in you know around that top five range. And the, the D one poll is what I are you using D one yeah. for uh, for Cowboy Club? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's I what just, I've I always feel like. Did. That's the most that's the most locked in one. They got they got. Like four guys, five guys there that I trust. You know, not that I don't like Teddy Cahill or, or Mike Rooney or you know any of those guys. I just... Yeah, I mean, D one and, and Baseball America are the two outlets that I feel like consistently, regularly are attuned in to college baseball. Like the rest of the polls, sometimes I, I just see them and I scratch my head. Sometimes what what I see out of those. Mm-hmm. I, I, so yeah, I mean, you can pick and choose what poll you want to, but to me, I mean. 
that's D1's livelihood is college baseball. Yeah. And Kendall and Aaron, all, all that, that crew's all over it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep using them. <laughs> same, same prediction for you there. You'll, you'll take uh, take State to get – Oh, yeah. Just to get two. Yeah, I mean, it's I, – I think minimum two. I mean, it, it's it, so tough. I don't care who the opponent is unless it's like a Jackson State. It's so tough to just call for a sweep. Yeah, yeah. And – I mean, could state sweep this weekend? Yes, they yeah. they easily could, but and minimum they win two, and you know, obviously, best case scenario is you break out the brooms on either Saturday late or yeah. Sunday afternoon. Looking ahead, I mean, maybe Eastern Michigan. I don't know a ton about them, but Tennessee Tech has been a good baseball program. Our neighbors to the north know all about them. So, you know, the opportunities for sweeps are sort of few and far between, and then you know. After that, you're is Tennessee Tech still what they were a couple years ago? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't follow that program. I really stopped following that program after uh, that, right <laughs> after they uh, got done beating Ole Miss. So let's just look and see what they are. Let's not only look and see what they are now, uh, but what, what are they? Uh, what were they last year? I guess the last Tennessee Tech game I watched, I believe they played Texas in the Super. After they that is put correct. out Ole Miss, and, yeah. and I, I, Robbie and I were in Nashville for, of course, Mississippi State Super that year against against Vandy, and uh, I, we were watching some of that game. We were watching some of so, Texas Tennessee Tech. Uh, twenty and oh well, they dropped off big in twenty nineteen. They went twenty two and thirty two. Oh, so I don't know if they had a, a big senior class or something. And then gosh, they were three and twelve. A season ago, so they off. fell off a cliff. Huh? They really fell off a cliff. There, don't don't know much more about. That. And wow, they they started out three and zero. They lost twelve in a row. To fin- they were probably like pandemic. Great, call it a day. What have they done this year? Uh, they're two and one. Okay, they're two and one on the year. So, so maybe there is an opportunity there uh, for a sweep. We'll see. All right, we'll see what happens. Monitor the weather. Follow at Hail State Baseball on Twitter or follow Joel and I. We'll obviously, once we get information, we'll pass that along to you. And, of course, CowbellCorner.com will have a lot of great baseball. Did you do your live thread for the game? No, because I, I knew I had church starting at but 6. But you'll be doing so, it this weekend? Uh, yeah, so, so come on a, over. That's an opportunity to get in there, not only to keep up with what's happening, if, you're, if you can't watch or can't listen, but to converse with your fellow Bulldog fans, is that correct? That's not correct because uh, oh, you don't have you don't have like we, the uh, when we changed formats comments. or whatever we our yeah There's no comment comment thing is. Oh, well, I'm sorry that I brought it up then. Well, it's okay. there's always Twitter guys. You can always talk to us there. <laughs> and Joel will be tracking 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 your uh, walkout music this weekend too. So well, I, I got I don't have to do that now. You don't no because uh, apparently our good friend and host has now. Uh, um, promote some jeans page here. Yeah, he now has an article that has every walkout song. Oh, okay. So, well, there, there you go. go. Just find that. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Try to stay dry. Joel, I'll be back with you on Sunday to recap the uh, the weekend that was for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.